0: M. Rassiano and Michael Lucas. Oh my God. I can't wait. It's happening. It's happening. This is M. The internet lost its collective mind. She is choosing to focus
1: on the one time in history where one of her conspiracy theories actually was correct except yeah. for Trump being elected. What yeah. are you saying
0: is erectile dysfunction? Don't know. I'd get but on board with that theory.
1: <laughs> You're in M.
0: Hello, my darlings. Welcome to episode two of M. And I have to say a huge thank you for taking episode one to the top of the comedy podcast charts, excuse me, and number five overall. Thank you for listening hard and listening well. Don't forget, though, you need to subscribe as well and leave reviews. I suggest a five-star review, you know, if you're just not sure what to do. But, uh, look, as always, you know, I like to start the podcast with just a little one-on-one with you and I. I'm nestled in your ear like warm honey only not a sticky. I want you to picture me right now. I'm sitting upstairs in my study, I've got on like a yellow, beautiful mohair-type jumper that sheds everywhere I go. It's so impractical. I'm like a big, shaggy yellow dog, but I still wear it. I've tried hairspray. I've tried freezing it. I don't care. It's like I leave a beautiful trail of fur everywhere I go. (laughs) I'll never get lost. I've got a pink lip on this week. My hair's been curled. I've got some big leopard print earrings on, and I'm looking out across a beautiful canopy of leaves. There's kookaburras. Can you hear the kookaburras? Oh, there they are. There's bluebirds. It's beautiful. Do you feel more relaxed now? Can you picture me just nestled in? So this week, I want to talk about my dad, Vincey. Now, a lot of you know him because he comes on tour with me and sits on stage. And yes, admittedly, my dad hears things that no father should ever hear a daughter say. He's heard me tell the story of how I lost my virginity behind the back of an Irish pub and uh, he then played a song I wrote about that set to Madonna's Like a Virgin. You know, he's, he's a good sport but he's also a lunatic. Look, he's small and Italian and um, if you, I guess if you're trying to picture him and you haven't seen him, imagine Seinfeld's George Costanza and Super Mario had a baby and then you're almost there. The thing is, with all the lockdowns in place, and I don't know if you are having the same problem with your parents, but I'm finding it impossible to keep him at home. He just keeps popping out, just the pop-out. I'm just popping out. And I said to him, mate, Rona doesn't care what a pop-out is. She doesn't care if you've been out for one minute or ten. She'll pop onto anything and then onto your hand and then pop into your system. And, and I keep saying to him, you must stay home. You, you, have to, you cannot leave the house, but he seems to think that he is immune to both the social distancing rules and the virus, even though he is nearly 70 and a man, which actually puts him most at risk. Just to get him to stop touching his face is a battle. I don't know if you know any Italian men over the age of 60, but these guys are the worst people to try and lock down in an international pandemic because, you know, they're handsy, they're busy, And they generally feel that rules are only guides and don't really apply to them. also, my father doesn't do hospitals. He doesn't believe in them. He doesn't like to go near them. He once fell off the roof of our house and uh, refused to let us take him to one. We're just lucky that our neighbor was a nurse. He respects them and he loves them. But as he says, they're not for me. Hospitals, not for me. For other people, not for me. Because honestly, in my dad's eyes, there's nothing an Aspro and a tube of Savlon can't fix. I remember being 13 and having excruciating period cramps and he came into my bedroom and I'm doubled over and I was, oh, and he's like, what's wrong? And I said, nothing, dad, just cramps. And he's like, oh, lady stuff, hang on. And then he disappears and returns with a huge like industrial sized Costco tub of Savlon and says, just rub it on your stomach. It'll fix it right up. If him leaving the house, though, was putting us at risk, he wouldn't do it. He'd definitely comply. But he just has no regard for his own personal safety. He welds in thongs. He mows in thongs. Thongs are his standard safety wear. And when he's doing electrical work around the house, he likes to leave the power live just so he knows it's working and because he can't be bothered switching it off and on at the main. And by the way, my dad's not an electrician, but he identifies as one. He also identifies as a plumber, a builder, a mechanic and a police officer. (laughs) So yesterday I busted him popping out again. I dropped in some Easter eggs and I said to him, do you need me to get anything from the shops for you guys? And he's like, no, we're good. It was really sheepish. And I said to him, how? I haven't done a shop for you in a week. And then he said, oh, I just went down to the chemist to get your mum's medication and it was next to Coles. So I just went in there. I didn't touch anything. I didn't look at anyone. You know, I, I walked in the opposite direction if someone coughed. I'm like, Dad, you, you need to stay. They are the two worst spots to go to. The chemist full of sick people and Coles full of people full stop. But he just waved me off. So, Dad, I know you're listening to this. I know you're a big fan of the podcast, but I'm begging you. And all the dads, in fact, all the dads out there, please stay home. We love you. We need you. And we don't want you to get sick because you're too stubborn to look after yourself. Or, Vincy, hear me well. As you once said to me when I came home four hours after curfew because I was making out with my boyfriend in the back of his forest green RAV4, I'm going to take your keys off you and lock you in your room. Although knowing my dad, if I took the keys off him, he'd Figure out a way to hotwire the car. Oh, dear. Parents, hey? Well, look, it's probably time I bring in Michael Lucas. We have a lot to discuss, mainly the fact that he's been harassing me to complete some sort of bullshit J-Lo Super Bowl challenge because he thinks I have the time.
1: M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is Em Salation.
0: Hello, Michael Lucas.
1: Hello, Amelia Rossiano.
0: Oh, that was terrible, but stunning also. <laughs> <laughs> That's as
1: close as I get to singing in tune, as you well know.
0: It was very Oprah esque. I enjoyed it. I've just let everyone know that you have been harassing me about some stupid JLo Super Bowl challenge that I have no time to do, bullying me online about it. I and we need to have it think- out. <laughs>
1: I don't think I'm the aggressor here. I find your silence (laughs) aggressive.
0: (laughs) Just let everyone know what it is exactly.
1: Okay, well, there is an online challenge. It, it, it's been on uh, TikTok and, and now um, now Instagram. It's hashtag JLo Super Bowl challenge. And basically it's a 30-second clip of uh, part of her dance routine during the Super Bowl, and
0: mm-hmm. you're
1: encouraged to recreate it in your own way. You don't have to do it. You don't have to completely mimic her. I didn't. I did it about 40%. Anyway, you do it. You put it up. <laughs> you tag two friends that you think are open-minded, free-spirited and love JLo. <laughs> and, of course, who... <laughs> Would I turn to? But Amelia Rossiano tagged her, the woman who did practically did a tearful tribute to J after that Super Bowl performance. Anyway, tagged her, waited, nothing, shunned, shunned for days, for a whole week now for a whole
0: week. (laughs) First of all, I want to say that nobody other than J-Lo has business doing the J-Lo Super Bowl dance. Okay? We we don't need to improve on perfection. Second of all, what makes you think I have the kind of time you have to dedicate to learning an entire dance routine (laughs) and recording myself? I have to provide 15 meals a day in lockdown. Do you understand how much food I am going through? How many trips to the (laughs) shop I have to make to just cover the meals? You think I can feel in a choreographed dance?
1: If you are trying to imply that I don't understand what it's like to be a mother of three in an unprecedented global pandemic, you are absolutely right. I'm staring into a void of nothingness. But still, I you put a lot on Instagram. I keep up with what you're doing. I think you could squeeze it in. It took me about 90 minutes to do. I mean, in between... Painting eyebrows on Elio, binge watching unorthodox, or <laughs> the theme dress-up parties you have every second night, you could maybe just, I don't know, lay out an hour and a half to get some exercise, salute JLo and help your friend.
0: No, because the thing is, all those other activities you've listed involve my family, and I have to find ways to keep them all going. And drawing don't eyebrows them on LEO- Perfect. Oh. And drawing eyebrows on Elio is an essential service. How dare you? <laughs> Okay.
1: <laughs> Look, I think I know what's happening here and it's okay. You don't have to use your children as shields. You can say you're intimidated by my dancing. That's fine. Oh, That's understandable.
0: Michael Lucas <laughs> is quite possibly the worst, most determined. So his lack of skill is only matched I think the by aggressor
1: his- <laughs> is unveiled.
0: I've never met a person who dances with more purpose but he's so shit. Like <laughs> your concentration is that of like... Barishnikov, but your your execution <laughs> is like Barney the dinosaur. It's terrible. Oh. And, and what else you well. did in this video, you've made yourself your own backing dancer. So not only is the front dancer rubbish, the back two are just as bad.
1: <laughs> Shouldn't be easy for you to do a better job. I really, look, the, let's just say. There have been times in our relationship, March 1 last year, I get a text from him saying, hey, would you be happy to hop in a whole-body vagina suit and come to the Spiegel tent to be a human punchline in front of 250 people? I don't hesitate. I'm there. I understand. Ex- That's the nature of our friendship. Clearly, <laughs> I was wrong. Anyway. <laughs> I'll be fine. Oh, I'll be I'm fine. Sorry. I won't if forget. I won't forget, but I'll, 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 I'll move on.
0: If we're tit for tatting, my entire life was mined for five seasons of Offspring. Complete conversations that we had had in privacy were then come, came out of Cat Stewart's mouth to Asher <laughs> Keddie. So if we're tit for tatting here, bitch.
1: <laughs> well, I just want to say at this point, case closed, I'll withdraw, I'll move on, I'll be fine. Years to come, years to come, it'll still be there. 20 years from now, Elio's 21st birthday party. Oh. If Let's Get Loud or Waiting for Tonight comes on, <laughs> I'll just need a moment to myself. I'll be fine.
0: Look, but speaking I won't of forget, lo- <laughs>
1: hashtag JLO Superbob Challenge. Check it out. And also, I, I'm not like. Barney okay I don't even know who Barney is but I'm not like him
0: you are not good speaking of wholesome (laughs) internet content though I'm turning to a a leader a person I didn't think would see me through this period of isolation and that is one Britney Spears now I I, (laughs) thought you were going to say Julia Gard (laughs) no close it was was... (laughs) close totally I fell down this 12 hour hole trying to decode her Instagram account and I feel like I probably needed some acid to be able to do it but I just I finally concluded that she is in fact a genius and a motivational speaker and some of the stuff she's posting she just talks about you know what she's doing while in lockdown
2: On days like today where the sun's really not out and we're all staying in, these are a couple of the things that I do just to stay sane and to balance myself out. I do a little bit of prayer in the morning and then I also do a lot of stretching and a little bit of yoga. I
0: I love the combination of prayer and dancing. I think Uh. as Jesus rose on Sunday, I think he is so pleased that that is what is happening you know, in, in this religious Anyone time, in this time of isolation. Anyone would be honoured by that
1: tribute. It's beautiful. <laughs> And let's not forget, Brittany knows her isolation. It's day 40 for us. It's day 900 for Brittany and it's an insight <laughs> into where we're all heading and I, for one, cannot wait.
0: It's so true because she's been in lockdown since 2008 when her family took all her rights away from her. So she knows what to do to get by. And this uh, prayer yoga dance session that she's speaking about oh. took place on her bedroom floor in what kind of looked like a, a, a castle, a ye olde bedroom.
1: The drapes were certainly ye olde. Fascinating, fascinating. I've since her mum decorated it, <laughs> I hope.
0: And the four-posted bed. And what she does is she moves from prayer position to aggressive pelvic thrust, back to prayer position to aggressive pelvic thrust. And, oh, it's exciting to watch. It
1: really is. What, what particular benefits is it? I, I, that's what I love about it, in fact. She's just taken home fitness to a new level where the mm. de- benefits are not discernible. But who needs? Who needs a list of the benefits? You just do what works for you. And I'm in. I feel like I could basically go downstairs and say, move aside <laughs> on the lounge room. I'm going to do three somersaults and drink a <laughs> Of rosé and chant the lyrics <laughs> to Ice Size Baby" because that's what works for me right now. Hundred
0: percent, and clearly she's been granted access to her social media with no one to supervise, and it's exciting times. And oh, thank so she God. started posting pictures of roses. Meant underneath the rose, she writes, "Remember to smell the roses." So I'm so so the pictures there just to remind you of what a rose looks like, so you know what you're going to smell. I love that, and she also <laughs> like has wholesome words of encouragement for you all during this time of quarantine
2: i hope you all are being strong and lifting each other up my prayer is with you
1: <laughs> i'm a week and a half away from that i think I possibly less
0: <laughs> but then she's also posting genius memes there's a picture of her in the hit me baby one more time outfit the school outfit and it says my loneliness is saving me with killing crossed out i mean come on
1: oh That was perfect. I I feel like in some ways the world has caught up to Brittany. For years we didn't understand her, we were really worried about her and now we realise that she is where we all were heading. She just got there a lot sooner and I respect it and I plan to follow in every one of her footsteps or her thrusts.
0: Now the problem is, though, as we have been discussing uh, when we were not on air, that um, we're struggling with the idea of home workouts. Can't do it. We, We can't do it. And I'm My lounge get-
1: room. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's um, workouts are need to take place off site. My lounge room is not a place for apprehension and pain and oh no.
0: And I find myself getting really cross with people when they post it. I'm like, ah, piss off. You're not even really doing it. And I was thinking about, you know, I can sit and watch it, but because there's no one yelling at me or holding me responsible or, you know, sometimes when you go to exercise, you've got to wear a heart rate monitor and they can literally see how hard your heart is working. You can't cheat. I you can need the judgement to perform. Yes.
1: Yeah, totally. And you need to pay money and fight for parking <laughs> and do all of those things. You need to put yourself through so much trauma that the, to turn back <laughs> would just be a horrible deficit. And, and if you're just sitting there at home, there is nothing to propel you to do it. It's all awful
0: no and the only idea I came up with is to have your camera turn on unbeknownst to you anytime surprise surprise camera and your image is beamed to every single other person doing that online class it's like exercise roulette and I think just the terror of that is the only thing that would motivate me to exercise in my lounge drink
1: I can't see any way that that would backfire at all
0: But I know your partner, your husband, um, he's been taking it quite seriously. He has been fasting.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's pretty controversial. It hasn't erupted in a full scale war yet, but it's just, it's, it's, it's boiling, it's bubbling away. He's decided to do a keto. Um, diet I, i'm not i don't fully understand it but i know that it begins with a 72 hour fast which he timed when we're in isolation but also going into the easter weekend i consider oh. it to be akin to a terrorist attack basically in our marriage. <laughs> food is bad food and alcohol is the one thing that we have to get us through and he has reduced
0: it to nothing. He's he just has water. So and also cuz he's got no energy, has he? So he's just sitting no. feebly in the corner.
1: Yeah, all he can do is sit there with with his iPad and and with a blanket over him and then I he, he basically is He's basically like a houseplant at this point. All I do is go and present him with water and step away. I can't even eat in front of him. I, If I try to eat, say, for example, an Easter egg, the smell's too much for him. I have to no. go to another area of the house. He looks amazing, but frankly, who cares at
0: the moment? No one's going to see it. See, this is the difference between you and I and where our relationships are at. If Scott did that to me, I would flat out be heating large pizzas in the microwave so it wafted through the house. I'd be walking past him with hamburgers. I would be doing all that I could to shove food in his face to break him. It would be my personal mission to break him trying to do a 72-hour fast because, as you said, that's a hate crime. In a relationship, when you are both in <laughs> lockdown, you both must agree we're going to both have to put on weight. One of you can't get hot and thin and one of you can't put on weight. It has to be a joint hot and thin or a joint put on weight. Otherwise, what's the point in relationships?
1: I, look, I, I don't think I'm as hardline as that. I think you—that <laughs> that was an insight into your marriage. <laughs> And I I feel at this point, Scott should be the one to give you some sort of strategy for dealing with that. Adrian is claiming that it's because you can't do a fast in normal life because you get invited out for drinks too much. So it has to be now. But come on, ISO, Easter weekend. (laughs) I'm not going to go to your level. I haven't started baking a pizza, but. Give it another few days and I might.
0: I love it. Well, look, we are we do we have had a theme today which was working out. And while I've been sitting around watching things, I have noticed a resurgence of retro sweat, of 80s aerobics and people getting dressed up and getting together on Saturdays and doing 80s dance classes. And I an idea struck me. I've had an idea, and I really think it's time to bring back this show. <laughs> the sexy sax tells you it's aerobic style style guys
1: oh heaven
0: yes. heaven This is some exercise I could definitely get on board with. Like, I would be doing this, and it was one of my favourite shows as a kid. And a lot of kids remember this show because Cheese TV came on after it. And I remember just sitting there living for the outfits and the one random closeted gay man in the back just pelvic thrusting. I think it was
1: my sexual awakening. (laughs) I mean, can't confirm (laughs) entirely, but I've got some pretty strong memories.
0: But I used to (laughs) live for, like, the warm-up where they do the, like, they do the hip swivels, and I would remember I'd look at the guy in the bike pants with no modesty short and every time he would like come around to that front, there'd be a little bulge thrust forward and I remember thinking, oh, whoa. I just remember being mesmerised by the lycra-clad bulge every time it circled around. Do you know oh, what I
1: mean? I checked out some on YouTube recently, and now when you look at it, all you can think about is just tell me who was sleeping with who. I hope it was a lot of people sleeping <laughs> with a lot of people. If aerobics hostile <laughs> in the 80s wasn't some sort of free-loving den of lycra and sex, I'm, oh. I'd be hugely disappointed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope it was as well. But there was one woman, like she was the queen, June Jones. So and she was on. an instructor from 83 to 2005. She was the founding member of the show and when June was in front, you always knew shit was going to get good oh, and real. Commanding. And she used to wear the highest cut Shorts and then she'd wear a tight belt around it just to show I have zero fat content. I can wear a tight belt and there will be no bulge, no love handles, no muffin. There's no muffin here. She was epic and she would bend over, she would slouch, and while most of us would have a mountain of flesh just cascading over, that bitch was tight and sinewy, and I loved her. And she had a full she face still is. She
1: still is. I saw her recently on TV, and and her hair, she's allowed her hair to go a bit grey, but I think strategically so she can so she can sort of communicate yes. I'm much older now, but look at this physique. Still <laughs> haven't put on even half a pound. No, she's Incredible.
0: So she was so tight. But my favourite, my favourite Aerobics style member was a lady named Effie Michaels. Now Effie was like ethnic Pamela Anderson with full face of makeup, amazing blonde hair, clearly not natural, and this incredible fringe that I, I that I tried to cut in myself so many times. And she was a little bit ditzy and she was especially um, enthusiastic about that. You know the exercise you do where you lay on your back and then you kind of go, you go up into like a pelvic thrust bridge? So your whole oh, body. Yeah. Goes, yeah, and so she would really
1: pump it. I think Britney does it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But they uh, did it much better. They were precise. And also they never sweated, nor did nah. they rough, nor did their socks ride up or ride down. It was incredible. I wonder whether they did resets, but the, it was just incredibly artificial the, the, they, and, and they in a way must've. that I respected.
0: But also know that there was never a wedgie. There was never an errant piece of lycra disappearing up a crack or an orifice. There must have been someone on set, like the equivalent of a fluffer, who would be oh. like, ah, stop rolling. We can see arse crack, lycra in arse crack. They go over. They'd pick it out, reposition, <laughs> and restart the tape. It was f-ing flawless.
1: Someone just yells out, "Checks spread," and then <laughs> assistants scuttle in from the side, imagine, make some adjustments. What a job!
0: Imagine the hairspray budget on that show. Because honestly, nothing moved. No I know. hair moved. Oh. I liked
1: it when it was in the studio, when it was mega. Like it, later years, yeah. it went to like doing it in front of the harbour and doing oh. it in parks and everything. But if you yeah. want the real crack, the real good aerobics <laughs> Oz style was when it was in the studio and it was essentially Olivia Newton-John's physical video clip set. And yes. that's heaven. Heaven <laughs> ahead of its it time. So
0: a masterpiece. Oh, God. And on that note, look. <laughs> I this is happening. I'm going to pitch it to Channel 10. Well, I've just written a note aerobics style style, but aerobics M style, of course. Um, She's just dreaming
1: of the wedgie assistant.
0: Oh, my <laughs> God. I know who I'm going to cast as well. I um, We want to give people some homework because you and I have both consumed Unorthodox very quickly. Oh, so your homework, you guys, if you want to play along on Thursday's episode, is Unorthodox. Go watch it on Netflix. If you don't have time or don't want to, don't worry. There'll be no spoilers. But, oh, my God, it is – Just one of the best things I've watched in so long. (gasps) So good. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me and uh, I'll I'll probably talk to you later tonight, but um, good work and uh, just keep waiting for that J-Lo challenge, mate. I'll get it to you soon.
1: Can't wait. (laughs) Looking forward to it. Don't be scared. This is Emsolation.
0: Oh, wow. Now we've come to the runaway juggernaut success part of this podcast. You guys, where's your loyalty. You all said you loved this segment the best. My husband, Scott, solving your problems. Fair enough. I understand. I think probably we need some beach sounds, some calming waves. You didn't like the, um, what did we have last week? Whales. You didn't like the whales last week. So I thought we'd bring in some ocean sounds. How are you feeling about the ocean sounds?
2: Uh, I can't really hear them due to the technical situation we've got.
0: Oh my God! It's something we'll put in in post. I can't hear them now either. You've just got a theatre of the mind. Play along. What do you think of the beach sound, Scott? Waves, waves. Oh, the dolphins! That was a terrible dolphin. Thanks. That's good. Thank you. What was that noise?
2: playing a dolphin too, sort of getting in sync with you. I was getting in sync. That's what I was doing. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. So. Um, yeah, we had a lot of people send us their uh, messages for Supercoach Scotty. And if you'd like to do that, just record a voice memo into your phone and just say, hey, my name's Blah, I'm this many years old, and I'm from here, and Scotty, can you please help me with insert problem? And if you can make it like 15 to 20 seconds, email it to hello at mraciano.com and you could be getting some help just like Brianna. Hi, Em. Hi, Scotty. My name's Brianna Moller, and I live in Christchurch, New Zealand, and I'm 27 years old. My roommate and
1: I desperately need your help. Uh, Though we're feeling very lucky with our current situation here in New Zealand, we're struggling. We're writing lists at the start of each week uh, of compulsory things for us to do, and by the middle of the week, we are so unmotivated to do them. Scotty, please
0: help. Well, they're writing lists and not getting them done and I think that Scotty everyone listening now can understand that the motivation can just drain out of your body by Wednesday because you know you're just getting up and you're staying home and you're not necessarily even putting pants on so what can people do like she said when they start out all guns blazing and then it just kind of fades away
2: The first thing to recognise is that it's a totally different situation. So the things that you use to get yourself motivated previously might not be as effective in this circumstance. Does that make sense? Mm
0: -hmm. And what about the language she was using? I know when we were chatting earlier, you felt that she needed to change the the, the way that she's framing doing these tasks.
2: Yeah. So the key word that I heard in it was, was compulsory. So um, sometimes language can really um, help, help us and sometimes it can hinder us. So language not only describes what is in the world, but it also creates what will be. So that would be an interesting thing for Brianna to explore, like that use of the word compulsory. How does that work for her? And could she be using a different word, even in the casual sentence, that might be a bit more supportive?
0: Such as? What's a better word for her to use?
2: Well she said compulsory tasks, would maybe shit hot tasks or I love that. Yeah. Or fun things to do or things I'd really like to do or important things or things I hope to do. Whatever, whatever. Brianna would have to work that out herself, but just being aware of the language that you are using, being mindful.
0: Yeah, because you want to set yourself up to do well. You don't want to set yourself up to fail. And I think if you're putting compulsory in there, then it's like, oh, well, if I didn't do it exactly right, then I've done nothing right.
2: Yeah. And and also compulsory is almost like an external um, perspective. So it's not something you choose. It's almost as though it's been forced upon you.
0: Okay. So we've reframed the language, but now what do we practically do when the... (laughs) When the joy and the enthusiasm drains from our body and we can't get out of bed and my God, there were so many things I was going to achieve and now I don't know if I can brush my teeth.
2: One thing you could do reflectively would be think back to previous times when you did have a really good motivational level going and what were the key elements in that? And could some of those elements be applicable to this current situation? So you're trying to recapture that feeling, that mood and see what you can bring into that previous expe- from that previous experience to this situation.
0: Mm-hmm. And what about the idea of baby steps? What about the idea of small wins and breaking up the tasks and lists into much smaller achievable bite-sized morsels? Yes, M.
2: (laughs) Yeah, of course. So if you can get started on something that, you know, that idea that always do the hard things first in your list, well, sometimes with motivation, it comes down to flow and momentum and even confidence. So you want to stay in that doing mode rather than overthinking. And so sometimes, picking the low-hanging fruit, the things that are easier to get wins on is a better way to start your day or your week. And, and then by the time you come to those maybe less enticing or more challenging items, you've already got a bit good momentum and you just roll through them.
0: Okay, all well and good, but I'm sitting on the side of my bed and I know what I'd like to do, but I just can't. How do I put the first foot in front of the other?
2: Well, I think at that point it comes down to your mental skills. So if you notice, if you can notice that you are having a stream of thinking, and you're not moving forward, and it's actually not helping you, you recognise, geez, I'm a, I've actually been thinking about this for ten minutes. It's still not working. It's not helping me. Well, at that point, thinking isn't going to solve it for you. So you need to just find a way of just doing, and that's you know that's why the Nike slogan, "Just do it," albeit not sponoed,
0: but <laughs> will take spono. Is, is so true.
2: So find a way to just get moving, get going. And sometimes that could be uh, relying on a friend or a spouse or the environment you're in or playing music, anything to get yourself going. So sometimes bypassing thinking, just somehow move into action.
0: I've made a career out of bypassing thinking. Um, you know, the other thing for me that's really helped is I was so time poor and felt so overwhelmed by all the things I had to do because if I didn't do them that day, then they would just pile up again the next day. But given this time that we're in isolation and now all that we do have is time, I feel less defeated when I don't achieve everything because I can say to myself, there's always tomorrow there is, there's the day after that, the day after that. And that's really been something that's lowered my adrenaline. So, you know, if I walk away from the massive pile of washing or all the emails, or I I can say to myself, mate, I'm going to be in isolation at home tomorrow. I don't have to rush out and do 50 things. So I don't have to do it all now. And I don't have to lay awake thinking about it because I know that I have at least another three to six months of time. So don't you think it's about reframing how we view time and and I can also no longer wear busy as a badge of honour because I think I did. Now I'm learning to not be a busy person, which is a lot of women I know, we feel busy, busy all the time. And I think we almost get addicted to that idea of being useful and busy. And I think a lot of us now are like, oh God, it's a lot of time. What am I going to do? That's all right. You can just call me Oprah M. win free. That's fine. That was free. <laughs> we'll probably just cut everything you just said and just play that bit I'd say (laughs) thank you so much again but uh, in that last little he's he's, I want you to know he's just grabbed the microphone from my clutches wait you take the mic I'm relinquishing the talking stick (laughs)
2: What I was hearing what you're saying there about taking one thing at a time and not being overwhelmed, ultimately that's about being a lot more present with what is happening now and what am I going to do now and not looking too far down the road. And and looking too far down the road often does bring its own stress… And if that is a new way of being for you in this time, to me the challenge would be there's nothing to stop me maintaining that way of being when things open up again.
0: That's too far away. Yes. It makes me anxious. Yeah, right. I don't want to think about that's then. All I'm thinking bad. about is now. Okay, well, let's let's hold hands. Let's feel the warm sun on our face as we stroll along what? the beach. What? There's a seagull. Can you hear the thing? Can you see that seagull? What are we doing this for? This is theatre of the mind. This kind of Absolutely. puts the this put the words in 3D and it it takes people right to where we are. Mm. This is like a radio moment. You're ruining the magic. Just can play along. Brianna asked we- for
2: compulsory list help, and then we're going into floating floating feathers. I just and don't know. people have to see the connection.
0: expect that from me and want it. So let's walk along the beach. Just do as I say. Be calm and enjoy the beach. Look oh, at okay. that. All look right. at that stunning sunset. And oh, is that a dolphin?
2: No, it's a bird in a tree.
0: Okay, get out. Thank you, Scotty. Scotty will be back next week. Again, if you want to send me and uh, put into words something you want Dickhead to fix, hello at emrosiano.com. <laughs> All right, piss off now. in his mountain bike gear. He walks around the house in friggin' mountain biking gear. You can't hear. No one can hear. All right, guys, uh, that's it. For this week. Thank you so much for joining us. This is actually the second time we recorded this podcast because I put the wrong microphone in the first time So um, yeah that's been a good fun day not stressed at all. We'll be back on Thursday. that's only two days away so that's something to look forward to. Don't forget to subscribe don't forget to review and please recommend me Michael and Scott to a friend. Bring everyone into the emsolation community. I'll hear you guys this day. Bye-bye.